is Chick dead or what? It truly doesn't matter at this point. Um, is Hiram dead? <laughs> I still don't think so. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 27-year-old actor and artist. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I remember way too many details that no one else cares about. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And if I were going to sing a song um, to Mark the end of the world (laughs) the choice of song for me would be how far we've come by matchbox 20 that's a good choice yeah the song goes here we go uh um how does it go Uh, i believe believe the world world. is burning to the ground oh Oh, well well, i guess guess we're gonna gonna find find out out. and then later i believe it's all it's all coming coming to to an an end end, so yeah (laughs) Um, that's my choice so like way back in the day when they were doing battlestar galactica promos they used they used that in a promo, and I was so angry because that had been my Battlestar song, and I felt like someone had stolen that idea out of my brain. Anyway, my name is Brittany Ray, and I am a 32-year-old artist and writer. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can find attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. And it, my song that I chose, so Robin was like, hey, what song would you choose? And I was like, I'm not telling you until we're on the pod. And she said, what song is it? And I said, you won't know it. And um, no, it was also the song that she chose. Um, and it's R.E.M.'s The End of the World as We Know It, because I think that's really funny. Yeah. So. I yeah. think they should have really leaned into the comedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Today we have words to say about episode 622 of Riverdale, Night of the Comet. Good God, 622. Yeah. Night of the Comet was a 1984 American science fiction comedy horror film, which is a lot of genres, and uh, Robert Beltran's in it. (laughs) And uh, they're survivors of a comet that has turned most people into either dust or zombies. It has a Rotten Tomatoes approval rating of 79% and has since become a cult film influencing the creation of Buffy Buffy Summers, which is really cool. Would you rather be turned into a zombie or dust? Mm, I think dust. I think dust, too. I wouldn't want to hurt other people. Yeah, I'd rather be dust. Um, also, the reason I left at Beltran is because he's on Star Trek Voyager, and, um, I get in Twitter fights with him sometimes. Yeah. Um, as for thoughts from listeners, uh, we got a couple of Tumblr messages. One of them was from Anonymous saying, uh, about Polly's body, that she was cremated and then her ashes were buried. Thank you. Um, Blanche also got a hold of us for that and, uh, told us the same thing in that they had buried her in the Next to Normal episode. Okay. Um, and so that, that vision that I had of Alice and Betty standing next to her grave was real. Um, so okay. thank you to both of them for getting a hold of us. And then we have another one, um, that is about this episode. So I was thinking that I would bring it up after we talk about this episode. Okay. Yeah. I wish that I could hold all of these details in my brain, but they just, so much happens on this show. Yeah. If you guys can remember stuff, I admire you. Yeah. Cause I cannot. Do you want to give this episode a toot or a boot, Vinny? Um, I'm going to give it a toot. It definitely didn't rock my world. Yeah. But it wasn't the worst thing, and I thought there were some really cool things that happened, and obviously, because I am a an extremely biased gay person, um, the Shoney content gave me life. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I do have to give it a toot for that reason. I'm absolutely giving it a toot. I think it was firmly in the toot range for me. <laughs> lots of good stuff. Out of stuff. context, that is very funny. Yeah. Uh, lots of good stuff this episode, I thought. Yeah. yeah I enjoyed yeah, it yeah. a lot. Since it's a finale, we're covering it chronologically, um, and Brittany did the first half. Alright. This episode was bonkers. Yes. Oh, things you need to know, um, that the comet doesn't end up hitting Riverdale, and then at the end a huge plot twist happens and we don't actually really get to see the the fallout of it. I don't know if I want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. So I think I mean we're gonna spoil it by the end of this by the episode. End. Yeah. So, so I gonna... that's why you're here. You'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. But don't worry, the comet doesn't end up hitting. No, it, right. Right. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 
Speaking of the comet, it's supposed to land, land, crash in less than 18 hours, but it's just going to hit Riverdale. Right. So I had said last episode, no, it's going to kill everybody because they used the word extinction level. And then they said extinction level again this episode. But it's just Riverdale. Only Riverdale. It's the extinction of Riverdale. But a comet hitting the earth Uh would kill like everyone. Mm, No, it depends on the size of the comet. But a comet the size of Riverdale... But would, to, would make a huge difference. Ooh, but to be fair, this is an enchanted comet. Sure. And, okay, but I do think, so what we find out is that Tony and Fangs have had the serpents around Riverdale yeah. trying to figure out what kind of barrier has been, like, constructed magically around because people can come into Riverdale, but they can't leave. Yeah. So I think that's the, like, purpose of that barrier also is to mitigate the damage from around Riverdale to keep the comet, all of it, inside the bubble. Gotcha. So the bubble doesn't have a top, is what we're learning, because the comet's going to come through there. Uh, what? Well, no, the comet can come in. Oh, Nothing can get out. Okay, right. I was just like, well, wh- you guys didn't try flying up. <laughs> Why didn't anyone flying send up and around? Yeah. <laughs> they really should have done that, actually. Well, whatever. They don't got, they don't got all the time in the world. That's right. okay. But we all thought that Fangs had powers for a second, seeing him, like, touch the barrier and, like, a big, like, force field sort of come out from his hand. I was just like, whoa, what? That's new, Fangs but... Fangs has powers? But he doesn't. Uh, he and Tony's powers are creating an immortal baby, apparently. Hey, so. and you know what? That's a cool power. I know. I'm still kind of mad that neither Tony or Fangs really got powers, though. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna agree with that, for sure. I'm also kind of irked at that. Yeah. No. It, the, they combined their powerful bisexuality to create an uh-huh. immortal baby, and those are powers, I guess. We are proud members of the bisexual community. <laughs> God. <laughs> Veronica asks Jughead if he can make a portal because the writers were like, well, people are going to think about this, so we have to cover this plot Honestly, role. I appreciate them mm-hmm. covering the plot I, I had so many questions. Like, this whole yep. scene is just them being like, but what about this that you established before? No, because... No, we we can't do that. You know what? I'm glad they did that because I was going to bring it up if no one else was going to. Exactly. So, thanks a lot. So, Jughead is stuck in the inside the town limits, and so is Tabitha. She can't time travel outside of Riverdale, obviously. So, Kevin is like, um, was Percival powerful enough to, like, move a comet? And Heather's like, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. He, they're, like, mumbo-jumbo binding spells. Yes, he did. He was. So the comet is going to pass over Riverdale, and the only people who will survive, assuming, Mm -hmm. is Archie and Anthony. Who Moose calls Big Anthony. Yeah, because he's not baby, because as you'll recall, they aged up Fangs and Tony's baby to be... How old is he now? I assume he's 18, because in the Sweet Hereafter, when we saw him, he said he was going to get married to Tommy Twist. So I assumed that he was an adult. Oh, that, that, that that's just sense. an assumption that I'm making, though. Um, I also wanted to thank Kevin for for being like, shouldn't the government be, like, doing something about this? Like, literally last episode, I was like, where's NASA on this? But apparently everyone outside thinks the comet's just gonna go, go by. And I'm like, so if the comet does hit, does everyone just like, oh, weird that we didn't know about that? No, like, the comet, or, no, like, the comet hits, right? Yeah. And then no one knows that it hit. But then one day someone drives up to Riverdale and they pass through this weird bubble and it's just a destruction zone. Yeah. And they're like, what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> Why wasn't this on the news? Okay. <laughs> Cheryl says basically Percival's magic was rooted in arcane magic and she doesn't know anything about that and it's 
the dark arts are way past her. Yeah. And it's like, oh, great. So Archie and Frank are going to go digging in the mines because maybe if they dig, they'll find a way out. Can't believe they tried under, but they didn't try over. So true, bestie. We finally get Alice's, uh, sorry, I'm a crappy mom for the season. Yeah. Uh, this time it's Alice saying that she's grateful that she, Betty, and Polly are together with, uh, before they die. She's sorry for not being a better mother. And Betty's like, I, we know that you'll do anything for us. And I'm like, they're like, we love this you. This episode, I'm sure she would. I just like, they're like, oh, we love you, mom. And I'm like, okay, but you'll hate each other again for no reason later. It's true. <laughs> you know? I I often choose to interpret, and I think this is why I have a soft spot for Alice, is because of Machen and Lily's relationship. Mm. And so, like, I think that affection bleeds over, and my affection for them bleeds over. So I have blinders, but yeah, yeah. regardless... This episode, Alice is a good mom! Yeah, and also, I mean, I know that Polly was in heaven, and so she's had, like, a whole change of heart, but, like, it must be so weird, because Polly is, like, way different than she was when she died. Well, Polly is Jesus now, of course. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Hey, the thing that I would like to know is, um, why did we never get to see Alice's reaction to her daughter being alive? I wish that we had, but I would have liked to see that. I understand that there are more important things that they need to 100%. do, and, um, they can't just cater to the Alice fans... But, but I'd should. like them to. I sure would like for them to. <laughs> I just, this part of the episode. Okay, so Reggie rolls up to the Babylonium and he's like, Veronica, I have a gift for you. And it's Hiram's portrait. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I would have had a lot of questions if he had just kept it. So. Yeah. So apparently he saved it from burning. And remember when Ross said way earlier in this season that we would see Mark Consuelos again? I believe that he just said that Hiram wasn't dead. I don't think he said that we'd see, necessarily see Mark again. And even if we did, oh, it fair wasn't necessarily this season. But I, fair so I'm enough. pretty sure all he'd said was that Hiram was alive. Or, or sorry, spo- not that he was alive, that he wasn't dead, I'm pretty sure. But, like, why would you spoil something that big and then... I wonder if he's just trying to, like, sow the seeds of wonder. <laughs> like, wondering... Fair enough. You know, within the audience. The thing about it know. is that Hiram has been gone for so long, now I'm like, yeah, bring him back for a minute. You know, let's shake it up a little. Yeah. Let's, let's do what something happens? weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder if he'll be in... I'm not, not spoiling the end for anyone who hasn't seen it, but I wonder if he's going to be a part of what happens. Whatever the hell the is end. about to happen. Yeah. yeah. So back at Pops, Jughead and Tabitha receive a visit from Alexandra Cabot, who was from Katie Keene. Katie Keene. And she's like, hey... By the way, I just bought out a bunch of restaurant chains and I want to franchise Pops. Yeah. And Tabitha's like, if only I wasn't about to die. Yeah. So, like, I, I like that they're bringing Alexandra back because she was here, I think, if not earlier this season than, like, last season yeah. or something. And she was like, let's do stuff with Pops or whatever. I thought it was funny that the diner chain that died out that she bought was called Tommy Comets. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, not Comets. But um, it's giving Planet Hollywood a little bit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, Tabitha's hesitant because it's, like, bad timing. And she's like, okay, well, you have ten hours to decide. Bye. And I'm like, well, Alexandra can't leave Riverdale. So, like... So, her decision is, like, girl, you're gonna die. She might as well just say yes. yes and then Alexandra can make a bunch of calls. And then when you're both dead, at least Pops lives on. Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. But, like... You know, yeah, I'm like, I'm, so nothing happens if they're both dead from a comet because Alexandra can't leave. So. Yeah, like, it's really sad because, like, I don't think they ever really inform Xandra of what's going to no. happen. So Xandra rolls into town and she doesn't leave. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess she does once they figure it all out. Yeah. Which we know that exactly. they do. So. Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, if you've seen the gifts on Twitter, then you know how funny it was. Yeah. Or that one video, which I think has a couple hundred thousand views now of what happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
So Xandra, yeah, Xandra gives her 10 hours and Tabitha's like, well, you know, the comet's coming. She's like, okay, just, just think about it. Yeah. This will come back later. Yes. So Fangs gives Anthony his serpent tattoo. You know, his months old child. Yeah. Fangs tattoos his baby. <laughs> okay, Brittany. So I rewatched the episode today because I did my notes like a week ago. Okay. Because as you guys can obviously tell, this episode is coming out late because we were very busy this week. So it's been a week since I've seen this episode. Yes. And so I rewatched it this morning in preparation and I'm really confused <laughs> with what they're doing with baby Anthony because it really seems like he's being like, I'm just a full adult now. You know, I'm fully emotionally mature and yeah. all these things, right? And he and, grew up in an office. Right, exactly. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, he's getting this tattoo and I'm like, oh, you know, if he was a baby, he should be fully bawling his eyes out because he felt any kind of pain no, at he's, all, you know? Yeah, he's an adult. Right. But then later when they're like hiding in the bunker from the comet or whatever, he's like, I'm scared, mommy. And I'm like, so um, is he emotionally mature or no? Y'all, like, what I tell you, I did not notice him saying that. I can't, I don't know if he says mommy. I think he says mom, dad, I'm scared or whatever. And like, I mean, you know, if I'm, if I'm scared, I'd also be like, but it just seems like weird that they're writing him as like, he's still a little baby, but he's also an adult person. And so I'm like, who is this man? <laughs> He's just, um... What are, what are his experiences? What is his story? What is his life? What is his What is his life experience? And also, what is his maturity level? Exactly. Can he drink? I, I don't know. Like, how, how developed is his brain? I don't know. This is really funny. I just have so many questions. I think we're just like, we're never going to get the answer. So the answer is, it's whatever! It's but they're like, you're the Serpent King for eternity, so... <laughs> yeah, apparently... Anthony, because he can't die, is now has to, like, carry on the serpent legacy. So, yeah, being king is his birthright, apparently. Okay. Wasn't, I mean, would that make it Jughead's birthright? It was, I believe. It was? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, that's, that was so long ago. Yeah. Oh, but. I love the early seasons. Basically, this scene is kind of cute, because they're tattooing him to say, like, so the serpent stop. legacy will never die. Yeah. And I think that's nice. So Cheryl and Heather decide to do something absolutely Sorry, bonkers. what's on baby Anthony's birth certificate? 2021? Like 2022? Oh yeah, he's really gonna have to figure out how to forge stuff. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go on. Hacker voice. Yeah. So Cheryl and Heather decide to do something absolutely bonkers. As you guys recall, Abigail from earlier this season was really cool in one episode and then was an evil monster that they trapped in a doll because she tried to, well, do everything. Yeah. They decide to summon her. Mm -hmm. Well, they, you know, they're out of options, so... Yeah. So they're like, okay, we need your help. If you help us stop this comet, you don't have to live in the doll anymore. And Abigail's like, okay, fine. So she said, in return, though, I don't only want to be out of the doll. I also want to spend one more night with my dearest Thomasina. Uh -huh. Okay. I thought it was funny that she sort of, like, showed up in the glass like that. Like, I thought it was giving Madame Leota. It, it was giving... it the. It sure was a lot of special effects that yeah. the CW spent Honestly, two dollars on. Well, there was a lot of special effects this the episode. The final scene didn't look like look that bad. Yeah, and I and you know the, with the like force field we saw and like with the souls that we're gonna see later, like you know they clearly used all their budget for this one episode. Yeah, and uh, that's fine. But because I, I enjoyed watching it, it totally makes sense to me why they would go to Abigail for this because they're like, oh, his magics are too ancient and we don't know anything about it, right? So we're like, and let's Abigail's go to someone like a, who knows ancient magic. Exactly. Yeah. It, it made sense. So basically, Abigail wants to put herself in Cheryl's body mm -hmm. and Thomasina's soul in Tony's body mm -hmm. and they want to have a lot of sex for one night yeah. because she wants to have a final night with Thomasina. And I'm like, okay, yeah, fine, I'll watch sure, that. Sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. She also tells them that the Phoenix Fire... That Cheryl's Phoenix Fire can actually be projected and that they can try and 
destroy the comet by using Cheryl's Phoenix fire, but it's going to take all of her power. Yeah, because it's it's ice, so she can try and melt it because she's a fire girl. Exactly. With the binding spell, that will require more. So Abigail wants more than just her freedom. She wants the body swap. Yeah. And it seems like at the end, after they do the body swap, they just put her back in the doll. So like- I, th- I thought they just let her spirit go. Oh. Well, I thought that, they, that she was back in the doll, but she was like just out in the open because while they're like trying to undo the knot thing, which we'll talk about soon, the doll is just like sitting there with them or That's like beside them. Point. So yeah. Anyway, unclear, but whatever. Go on. <laughs> hey, listen, here's hoping she's free. Yeah. Cheryl catches up with Archie, who's down in the mines, and they're like, hey, can you get through? And he's like, no. 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 That's the scene. It's the whole thing. And Cheryl's like, hey, don't worry. I have the answer to our problems. Yeah. So the entire cast is at Thornhill. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl's like, I can probably melt the comet mm-hmm. and break the binding spell, but I need a favor from Tony. And in the meantime, all of Cheryl's Phoenix energies need to be used, which means that some of the people she brought back to life probably are going to die. Yes. Or at least one of them. So she names everyone who might, you know, go back to dead. Which is Archie, Archie yeah, Jughead, Polly, Nana Rose, Dagwood, Alice, Frank, Tom, Fangs, and Tony. And I, like, hearing that list, I'm just like, oh, that's like, damn, a lot of people died and were brought back to life this season. Yeah. That's crazy. My next question, though, was what about Veronica and Tabitha? Because they both died, but they were brought back by Sabrina. So maybe that they don't count because yeah. they're, coming, they're coming back with Sabrina's powers. I think or it's something? because of Sabrina's okay. powers. Yeah. Yeah. So Cheryl tells Tony Abigail's insane plan. What a favor. What an yeah. absolutely insane favor. They actually use the phrase carnal form. I don't need to hear the word carnal. <laughs> I don't need <laughs> so to hear that. so much of what it is. Yeah. Um, also, Cheryl does tell Tony that her ancestor was a witch, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So And Tony's just like, doesn't react. She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Tony's like, I mean, I guess because it's not technically cheating because it's not us. It's just someone using our bodies. So Fangs and yeah. Heather will be cool about this. Yeah. She's like, we need two vessels. And I'd be like... Don't freaking call me a vessel. I'm a person. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. But um, I thought it was funny that Cheryl was like, well, Heather's a witch, so she's kind of okay with whatever. And I'm yeah. like, well, clearly she's not because later she's, she's like sad about she it. She was okay with it, but she also was like, I don't want to live my life this way. But also she's fully implying that witches are like into weird stuff. You know, she's that, like, she's a witch, so she's okay with whatever. That actually does check out though. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. And she's like, it's not just you, it's just it's just your body. Like, our souls are going to be hanging out somewhere else. Exactly. And I, I, I'd be like, okay, but I have to l- live in that body again after. Oh, yeah, I never Like, I have to that. go back into that body and wonder what happened. Like, uh, blah, blah, yucky. I think, I think they know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I know, but, like, wonder what the details were. Yes. Ugh. They're going to keep their uh, souls in a jar. Not <sighs> a joke, it really is just a jar. Yeah, and I'd be like, oh, well, I hope my body peed afterwards. Oh, my... <laughs> I'm I'm sure they practice safe sex. You know? Yes. Because I'm the one who has to deal with the consequences <laughs> if I get a UTI. <laughs> I think it'll be okay. Okay. So Archie returns home and his mom is in Mary. town, which means Molly Ringwald's back in town. I can't believe she's actually here. Yeah. It's been a whole season. Yeah, I don't even remember the last time we saw her. Unfortunately, because Mary is back in town, that means that she can't leave, which means she's going to die. Yeah. She also says that she and Brooke are getting a divorce. Um, when did they get married? Okay, so I put some research into this and everything. Oh my god, I love um, that. So we did not know that they got married. No. But they were together before the time jump. So we can sort of... Oh, that's right. You know, it makes sense to me that in those seven years that they would have gotten married. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, 
they are getting divorced, which immediately made me sad because um, I wanted to see more of that relationship because mm-hmm. I love queer Mary. But now we know that Mary's queer and so maybe she can explore other options. Maybe she can ex- she and Alice can explore each other's bodies. Maybe. Who knows? Oh yeah, the, Archie basically just says, hey, what happened? And she's like, we still love each other. We just don't want to spend the rest of our lives together. And I'm like, that's nice. That's mature, honestly. Okay. And Mary says, life is precious. Don't waste a minute of it. And Archie's like, you have no idea. The Archie's just like, okay, I'm gonna put some real thought into this and I'm gonna make some rash decisions regarding it. Thank you. But also, um, Mary has still does not know she's about to die. Yeah. Yeah. So Veronica just drinks and looks at a picture of Hiram and she's like, hey, I hope I don't see you in the afterlife. And I'm like, I hope that too. So yeah, she, um, kisses his portrait and the poison destroys the painting. Did she know that was going to happen? Because at first I thought she was like, oh no, oops, I ruined it. But she doesn't seem surprised at all. No, I think she knew that was going to happen. Yeah. So she, she, she meant to destroy that painting. And honestly, like, good. Good. I'm, it makes me feel better that it was like an active conscious choice that she made rather than like an accident. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Archie stops by the Pembroke to visit Veronica and he's like, hey, so I've made an insane decision. (laughs) I want to marry Betty. And I'm like, okay, yes. Inspired by Mary's. Yes. Inspired by what Mary, what my mom said. I want to marry this girl. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yep. 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 I'm fine with this. Mm -hmm. So he says, I don't have a ring because I was going to use the ring that my dad gave me, but it's been lost in the explosion. Mm -hmm. Do you have a ring? I don't remember Fred giving him a ring, but I assume that it happened and that it probably did, unless they're, maybe they're just saying that it happened afterwards. But yeah. Fre- and, but is it Mary's did- ring? Well, he says that it's the ring that his dad gave him. So okay. I'm not sure. Okay. But if that did happen, props to the writers for remembering that, because otherwise people who remember things better than us would have been like, excuse me, doesn't Archie have a ring? Why is he asking for one? Fair enough. I don't recall him giving him a ring. But it probably happened, and so I'm just glad that they, that they remembered. I completely agree. Yeah. So Archie says, hey, do you have a ring? Because, you know, you used to own a jewelry shop before yeah. you realized that you run a jewelry shop in a town that's suffering financially. <laughs> yeah. What a business choice you made. Uh-huh. And Veronica, to her credit, takes this like a champ. Yeah. And you can kind of tell that she's like, oh... But also, she's really happy for them, so she says, yes, I have a ring that Betty will go nuts for. Very mature of her to give it to him, and it's nice that Archie was like, sorry if this is rude. Yeah, Archie, Um, good guy Archie, as per usual. Yeah, I am just kind of confused because, like, we were just given hope for Varchi, you know? Like, like, they literally were like, well, it could be you and Archie still, like, and and half of the universes, you know, it happened. And then they did this, and so, like, I mean, I- Tell me. The future. The next season. Yeah. Because the slate has been wiped clean again. Yeah. So that's so why. who knows? That's, I, they were planting all of these little yeah. seeds just in case so they could be like, oh, we're going to do this one or this one or this one. Yeah. Just giving that's us why. lots of options. Yeah. But it does feel weird before having seen the end of the episode. It, it feels weird because it's just like, okay, we're making a definitive choice after, you know, all season, or like at least the back half of the season of Veronica being like, maybe I can still be with Archie and have that like, you could, maybe. <laughs> you know, so. Tabitha was like, okay, girl, yeah, sure. Sure. Speaking of Tabitha, mm-hmm. so Juggy and Tabitha are talking about Xandra's offer. Yeah. And Jughead reminds Tabitha that franchising Pops has always been a dream of hers because she wants Pops to sort of live forever. But she's not really interested in this conversation because there's a comet hurtling towards Riverdale. And she doesn't want to commit to anything, but she appreciates 
that he's the Jack to her Rose. And Jughead's like, I don't understand that reference. Just because you haven't seen the Titanic doesn't mean you don't know those names, Jughead. Like, I haven't seen the Titanic, but I'm not completely cut off from the popular culture zeitgeist, Jughead. Like, are you stupid? (laughs) Killing me that you refer to it as the Titanic. That's very funny. Exactly. Sorry, I haven't seen the Titanic movie. And fair enough, because you know what? That movie's really sad. I know, I heard that it's really sad. I've seen clips, It's very long. I'm like, self-care is watching, like, the first two hours and then being like, that was fun, and then closing your laptop. You know what? It's so weird. I wonder how long Titanic really is. Well, uh, she says three hours and 17 minutes in the in the show. What was the run game? Or run? 14 or something like that. Double VHS, baby! Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing that in my uh, great aunt's house. We definitely have a V, or we at least used to have that VHS, and I always saw it and looked at it, and I was like, well, I mean, I don't have a VCR anymore. How am I supposed to watch it? So the Avengers Endgame is 15 minutes shorter. Wow. And people are like, Titanic is so long. <laughs> I mean, Endgame is that, I, I never watched it because yeah. I left my Endgame Marvel era. It's three hours. It's three hours and two minutes. I've seen that film. That stuff needs an intermission. There used to be intermissions for movies. They yeah. used to not make you sit and hold your pee for three hours. <laughs> That's an insane thing to when do. I, when I'm going to a movie where I do not want to have to go to the bathroom, I straight up don't get a drink. Or I get a small drink and then I sip on it, little sips, the entire time. I, but it's not a fun movie theater experience. I used to do stuff like that and then I was like, I'm sorry, but like, I want to have the full, full experience. Yeah. So I'm going to get up to pee. And luckily, because like, I feel like we're pretty good at judging it because like, we, we've all studied like movies and TV. So you're like... I know when I can leave the theater. Yeah. The thing is, for me, like, I know a lot of people see, like, action-y type movies for the action. I love But action. as soon as, as soon as the fight starts, I'm like, all right, what's gonna happen? A fight. Great. I'm not missing anything, because I know they're just gonna fight the whole time. I really enjoy watching action movies for the artistry of the action itself, mm. because it's really cool to see how, like, fighting techniques and how VFX all integrate into those, but uh, I completely understand that that's not for everyone. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's just, like, so easy because I don't really have to worry about missing a story plot point. And that's when I went to the bathroom of Jurassic World Dominion for the yeah. first time. I went literally at one point where Chris Pratt is driving through Italy being chased by velociraptors, and I was like, I know I'm not missing anything here, mm-hmm. because Alan and Ellie aren't in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I so basically to bring it back to Riverdale, I just think that it's insane that Jughead wouldn't at least know who Jack and Rose are as I a think person so who funny. likes films. No, but I think it's he so funny. Like lived at the drive-in. at the Bijou. Uh, well, yeah, and he was always at the Bijou too. But he's also a huge film snob. Definitely. No, and I, I completely, guarantee he wouldn't like James Cameron. I completely agree. That it makes total sense that he hasn't seen Titanic. I'm complaining that he doesn't even know anything about Titanic. That, you know what? And that's totally fair. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's just like, I only like early James Cameron. And I'm just like, I don't even know what that is. Because did James Cameron do Avatar? Yes. That was way after, obviously. Listen, I don't even like Avatar. I didn't care for Avatar either. Anyway, Tabitha's like, yeah, we're going to go watch Titanic right now. Yeah, she's like horrified. She's like, he's like, this is how you want to spend your last hours? And she's like, yeah, sharing something I love with you because this is my favorite movie of all time. Yes, that is exactly how I'd want to do it. 100%. My love language is quality time. Yeah. Truly, you can make me happy by just sitting and watching something that I like with me. Yeah. A bunch of the Terminator movies as well. Oh, he did the Terminator stuff. Oh! So that's, was that before Titanic? Uh, I believe so. So that's what Jughead liked. That's what, you know what? Somehow I respect that opinion more. Yeah, Titanic is 97 and Terminator is like 84. Wow. All right. And he also did Aliens. Ah, I see that. We watched that within the last six months. I see that for Jughead. 
We did a whole alien marathon. Nope. Uh, we did so the prequel actually, marathon. This is actually weird to me. What? If he likes action movies and not... One of the most critically acclaimed films of all time. Yeah. 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 I was like, um, this doesn't even make sense if you're a hipster. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? It's Riverdale. Listen, they had to find a way for Jughead to not like something so that they can ha- yeah. watch it. And I'm like, this is romantic as hell. Yeah, here, listen. It, you know what? The Titanic... Not the Titanic, sorry. Titanic is somebody... I'm sorry for messing with you. It's okay. Some, it's somebody on the writing team's favorite movie. And so if I was on the writing team, then they'd be writing... They'd be watching Night at the Museum too. So I respect it. That is... And Jughead's you, like, oh, I like you, early Ben Stiller. Can you imagine... And that Jughead likes Zoolander. Can you imagine that scene? Yeah. Jughead being like, sorry, I, no, I'm sorry, I only enjoy Night at the Museum 2. <laughs> no, Jughead's like, I've only seen Night at the Museum 1. And that was like, what? You this haven't seen the best favorite movie? movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, this is really good. Yeah. Yeah. This is canon to me now. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't watch Titanic. They watched, uh, Night at the Museum I guess they'd have to do 1 and 2. But they didn't watch three because they have taste. No, here's my here here's what I see in my brain is that Jughead saw Night at the Museum one because he likes early Ben Stiller, <laughs> and then he saw Night at the Museum three and was like, "This is bad, so I just won't." And then and then Tabitha was like, "You didn't even watch Night at the Museum two. It's the best film of all time." And then when they're sitting and watching together, then they're just Jughead's like, "I get it now." <laughs> oh my god! It's beautiful. It's I always cry. I always cry at the end of Night at the Museum two. Fair enough. It's wow, a perfect film. It, it's a very good film. It's very good. I saw it in theaters. Me too! <laughs> like three times. I also saw the third one in theaters. That was a mistake. I, so did I, I but I only saw that the one time. Yeah, it was not good. So anyway, actually, anyway, sorry, if you guys haven't seen that museum too, I recommend it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Thank you. Is it your favorite film? It is my favorite film. It's number one on my list, truly. My dog's name is Daly because the main character played by Ben Stiller is named Larry Daly. I named my dog after Ben Stiller's character in Night at the Museum. Honestly, good for Ben Stiller. If you guys are missing us during this hiatus of Riverdale, oh, here we go. you can remember us by watching Night at the Museum 2 and remembering um, how much I love it. And uh, Jurassic Park for me. Thank oh, you. and Jurassic um, Park. But also me. all six of them. And I'm not on this podcast regularly anymore, but you can watch The Conjuring. You can watch The Conjuring for Sam. Yeah, you can watch The Conjuring for both of us. Actually, she speaks for me. Yeah, great. Yeah. So this next scene is Shoney boning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Robin's ace, so she's just gonna roll on by it. Um... Us gay people, us sapphics, that was a great scene. Yeah. I think it's really important that Tony consented to this happening to her body. Um, of course. Like they had that scene. Yes. Yeah. Like, I would never look at myself in the mirror again, so I would be like, um, no, uh, figure something else out. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's nice that Tony consents to it. I mean, Tony's yeah. also had sex with Cheryl previously. Right. Yeah, so, so it's so not true. like she's in new territory. Yes. And, um... I guess they changed their outfits magically as well. And it's also, like, someone she trusts and, yeah. like... Yeah. 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 She was she was in really good hands in mm-hmm. every sense of that phrase. Yeah. Uh, but Heather seems sad. Heather does seem sad. I'm sad for Heather. Yeah. I think that, you know, previously, in previous seasons, I've complained about them exploiting Shoni in a way that, you know, all of their sex scenes were, like, significantly more explicit than any of the other ones. Yeah. However, since then, because the one that I'm thinking of is the one in The White Worm. Which, um, as, like, as a gay person, yeah. I love. <laughs> but as someone who understands the dynamics of how queer relationships are often shown mm-hmm. in a more sexually explicit manner, I completely understand yeah. your complaints here. Which was, which I stand by at the time. Um, but uh, since then, uh, we've had quite sexually explicit scenes with Barchi in particular. And so uh, this is fine. Yeah. I have no complaints about this because they've 
done it with like a lot of people now, so it's all good. But I do stand by being upset about it at the time because they had never done anything like that before and it felt a little bit um, exploitive. But now... But now it's okay. Yeah. And um, not only that, it was just a really good scene. I could tell, like, obviously I'm trying not to be too graphic, one, because, you know, but uh, also because Robin doesn't enjoy it. But there were a lot of really realistic things that happened in this scene that happens when you're sapphic. So I'm just going to say the hair being put back and let's move on. Okay. That was gr- that was a great detail. Whoever wrote that clearly understood is what I'm trying to say. And then and we liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Archie says, we go we go from that to Archie and Betty. Mm-hmm. Archie's like, hey, my mom is in town and I didn't tell her about the comet. And Betty's like, why didn't you do that? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, Um, here's the thing. I'm not going to explain that right now because <laughs> I am more concerned with spending time with you right now because we have like no time left together uh-huh. and so he gets down on one knee and proposes i it, it's lovely you know i i completely understand why betty though is like let's talk about this for a second though because right now it kind of feels like you're rushing into something because you think we're gonna die precisely so um, betty's betty yeah. basically explains to him like hey it's not that i don't want to marry you i want to marry you and if this was any other circumstance i would say yes yeah but all of us are really emotionally messed up right now because we're all about to die. Yeah, and, and so she's like, this I feels want, not right. I want you to want to marry me because you want to marry me, not because you're panicking and you think that we're going to die so you want to be engaged before you die or something. Exactly. And he also, like, she's going to die and he isn't and he wants right. to be a hero and there's just so many things happening in this scene that make this wrong. So Betty's like, do you remember when we were kids and you asked me to marry you? Mm-hmm. And I said, ask again when we're 18. Right we're like, now. We're like 27 now. Exactly. <laughs> right now, ask me again after the comet's melted. When we're both alive tomorrow. Exactly. And she like tells him, like, you have so much pressure to be a hero, but you already are a hero and you can't save everyone and it's okay to just sit and be scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. Yeah. I, I love Betty and I also really love Lily. I think she's so talented and so, and everything she says is like so genuine. I cannot wait to see what Lily does next. Yeah. I'm going to be very interested to see what she chooses for her career. Well, I'm so excited to see that Netflix movie that she's that's coming oh, out Oh, yeah, soon. because, like, here's the thing. That movie is either going to be, like, really interesting mm-hmm. or absolutely awful. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited to see which one it is. I have high hopes for it. Um, Literally, I watched the trailer and I was like, this movie was made for me. Yeah. I'm interested in every single thing about this movie. I'm really excited about it. It really It's the perfect Robin movie because you love yeah. a situational comedy. Yeah. And also I've read books that are like, like there's a book in particular that I read where it's like, you know, one singular thing happens and then the two timelines split off. Yeah. And I've read books, books like that. So it's, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Really cool. Um, so Archie's like, I'm going to break through that barrier and I'm going to marry Betty and everything's good. It's, it's an insane sentence, but it was really romantic. I thought it was really sweet, but also he completely missed the, he completely missed the point. He did, but that's okay. She's like, you don't have to be a hero. You can just sit and be afraid. And he's just like, okay, I'm going to go be a hero so that I can marry you. And she's like, uh, all right. He's a little confused, but he's got the spirit. Yeah, exactly. So Shoni sort of do a, they both wake up and they're back in their bodies and they sort of have a, hey, like, so we're waking up together for the first time in a few years moment. So Cheryl thanks Tony for doing, like, making that sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You know, later Heather is like, oh, clearly you and Tony are, like, actually soulmates or whatever. And, you know, now that the slate has sort of been wiped clean, I'm definitely interested in seeing that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also, like, you know, Tony in this timeline is married to Fangs. Yes. And, you know, when... They see each other and Tony just sort of goes, okay. And she sort of like covers herself up and leaves, you know? And so I'm just like, 
I just still don't see it happening with this timeline, potentially, but I'm excited to see what happens next season. No, I think that in this timeline, like, Tony did what she had to do, but that she mm-hmm. is still with Fangs, and she's in love with Fangs, and she and Cheryl aren't right for each other right now. Yeah. But we'll see. I also thought it was kind of funny for her to be like, of course I do that. Yeah, anything to save the town. And I'm like, understandably, she was like, no, you can't take my baby. But like, all season, we've been like, well, we could save the town. You just have to give up your baby. And she's like, no, like a million times. And now she's just like, anything to save the town. Well, she doesn't have to worry about her baby. Yeah. He's immortal. Yeah. Yeah. So Cheryl and Abigail have a breakdown where they're, where Cheryl's like, so how was it? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I wish, <laughs> Cheryl's like, I wish I was there. And Abigail's like, it was amazing. Yeah. And I'm just so happy for Abigail right now. Oh, man, it's so funny. So now that, you know, Abigail's gotten laid, they can get back to defeating the bad guy. Yeah. You gotta respect a woman who knows what she wants. So Abigail says, hey, there's a knotted rope on this table, and it represents the mystical barrier surrounding the town. Unknot the rope, and you can be free. Yeah. What? Yeah. So I'm just like... I know that later we see, like, Nana and Britta and Heather helping later, but I'm like, why don't we get more help? You know? Like, it's a very long rope. Uh, Tabitha and Jughead are just watching Titanic. Betty and Archie are just, like, doing it in Betty's bed or whatever. (laughs) Like, we could bring in more people to get this done faster if the comet thing doesn't work out, and then everyone's outside the limits at least, you know? Well, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Okay, so Betty gets a call from Agent Drake, who I am still gonna ship her with, I make my own rules. Yeah. So the FBI director wants she and Betty to head up the FBI serial killer division. So everyone's basically getting their dreams come true for their futures in this Riverdale. Right. Right before they're about to die. Yeah. So sad. So we do see Drake again. We do. You know that one Anon who said said that the girl who plays Drake is said that she was in one more episode and she was. I kind of expected her to be here in person, but... Either way, I'll take a video new call. footage, and so I'll take it. Betty says that, you know, that sounds nice, and that would be my dream, but I'm in a transitional period, and I don't know what I want, but I know that I don't want to play in that sort of darkness mm-hmm. anymore. She doesn't want to hunt serial killers. She doesn't want to do any of that stuff. And Drake's like, is this about Archie or TBK? And Betty's like, no, it's about the fact that I'm about to die. Yeah. <laughs> but of course she doesn't say that. And she's like, no, this is a choice that I'm making. And you know what? Good for her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't have any other thoughts. I I like that she's like, okay, bye, Drake. Don't be a stranger. And I'm like, yeah, don't be a stranger, Drake. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm still serious, but whatever. So Reggie and Veronica are having a little, a little drink. Yeah. And Reggie, he's like, hey, if we survive, what do you want to do? And she said, I am going to go shopping in Paris with Katie Keene and just buy everything I see. I think it's I so. Get it. I think it's so funny how much Veronica name drops Katie, and we like never see her. I know it's. I'm like, she's like, I'm gonna go shopping with Katie Keene, and I'm like, but you could also go shopping with like any friends yeah. that are on screen. Katie Keene sent me these dresses. Katie Keene did that. Me and Katie Keene are best friends. I'm like, okay, Ross, right. we get it. You you liked that show? Yeah. Reggie wants a dog. Yeah. And he wants to name it Vader. Adorable. I love you, you little himbo. He, like, I think it's so cute that he, like, must have been, in my brain, in this this headcanon of mine, he must have been, like, how, moved by how great Bingo was last episode that he was like, I also want a dog. I also want a magical dog. Yeah. Yeah. Veronica says, when this is all over, I want you to have the Babylonium. Mm-hmm. It was your idea. It's your baby. You take it. It's all yours now. Mm-hmm. So she's like, the only thing that is truly mine is the absinthe. And I'm like, okay, but you're not going to have your powers anymore, so yeah. how are you going to, like, <laughs> make the absence I don't that know. people like? Who's to say? Yeah. Reggie's like, hey, I would be remiss if I did not shoot my shot. Yeah. And she says, mm, no. Boo! Veggie, Veggie is dead. 
so I'm, sad. I'm happy that she's like, no, I want to be single for a while. You know, like I've, you know, complained in the past, so I can't be hypocritical. I complained in the past that our, at least early Archie and stuff, he's, he's never uh, able to just be single. He has to be with someone all the time, right? And, you know, Veronica always has to be with someone all the time. And so now, but, I, but I'm a hypocrite because I want her to be with Reggie. <laughs> so See, I, but I do think al- it's nice that she's like, I'm going to be single. I'm going to be happy. I want her to be alone, but I want her to do something that isn't some failed business venture. Yeah. Because yeah. from my perspective, Veronica's not very good at business. Yeah. <laughs> she just loses so much money. And she just keeps starting things and then just like drops them off, you know? Yeah. Like she's like, here's my jewelry store. Never mind. Here's my speakeasy. Never mind. Here's yeah. my casino. Mm, Reggie, Never- you can have this now. Here's yeah. my here's my beer business with Cheryl or whatever it was. Whiskey or whatever. I can't Absolutely. remember. No, before oh, with Cheryl. Oh, the maple thing. Yeah, the maple. Yeah. Rum. It was yes. rum. Um, and now that's gone. Like, it's like, pick something, babe. Pick a lane. Yeah. I guess her lane now is absinthe? Yeah. Sure. Until, I mean... I guess. Not next next season, something else is happening. But. I hope she figures it out. Yeah. I, tr- I, I want that for her very badly. Yeah. I think it's so funny that she's like, but it's probably good for us to be together, right? And, like, not be together. And Reggie's like, oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. For sure. Yeah, yeah, Charles yeah. is great in this scene. I love Charles. In this they also have a nice little moment where she's like, hey, you and me can be friends, though. Do you, If you want to, like, basically... She, what she says is, do you want to watch the comet together? But what she really means is, hey, if you want to die... Together, uh, let's do that. Um, excuse me, that's a little bit romantic, I gotta say. Well, and he says that he's totally down to be friend zoned by her. Now, I it's still kind cute. of think that the friend zone is a myth, but it's a very cute and very sweet line. No, the friend zone is a myth in that part of the friend zone is a myth. Mm-hmm. I think the idea that men think they're being friend zoned when the woman doesn't know mm-hmm. that he's attracted to her yeah. is bull. Because you, can, she's your friend. Mm-hmm. You're not being friend zone. She's your friend. You're the one projecting romantic intentions without her knowledge. Mm-hmm. But I think here you could successfully say, yeah, she got friends. He got friends. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. But I thought that, that that line was really cute. It was cute. Yeah. I also think it's so funny that uh, Marty's just, I guess, sitting at home alone while the comment, <laughs> while the comment. Oh my god! Yeah. What happened to Marty? Yeah. Who knows? Oh, poor Marty. Yeah. So before we go into part two, we'll talk about Patreon real quick. Last time you got to hear me talk about it this season. So it is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados. Um, and we'd really appreciate your help if you have the means to do so. Um, $1 a month is early access to every single podcast. $2 a month is Discord server. $5 a month gets you 10% off uh, where Brittany sells stuff, where I sell stuff, and where our lost pod co-host Casey sells stuff. So 10% off on all of those places. And at the $10 level, it is our Patreon-only podcast, Okay, Love You, Hi, uh, that comes out every two weeks. Uh, and we talk for about 45 minutes about whatever we feel like it. And um, people suggest topics and people seem to like it. So yeah. um, we hope that you will join that. Uh, if you can't, maybe check out our small businesses. They'll be in the uh, description. That's another way that you can uh, support us and get something cool. And uh, other than that, just recommend us to a friend. That's free and it also super, super helps. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of Riverdale to catch up on before the final season. So we'd really appreciate it if you recommended us. I feel like binging Riverdale would be like doing drugs. Yeah. Like, you'd have no idea where you were. Mm -hmm. So true. Amazing. So Jughead and Tabitha are watching Titanic. Um, They're crying. Jughead loved it. And he's like, you know how it's going to end, but it's still sad. And then he asks the age-old conundrum of could Leo have also fit on the door or the driftwood or whatever. You know, everyone's got to ask. Yeah. And so she's like, no, Jack let go so that Rose could like live her dreams. And Jughead's like, hmm, kind of seems like us. And then Tabitha says that Jughead is cuter than Leo to her. He is cuter than Leo. I'll say it. (laughs) Okay. I think because I know 
Leo's character, uh-huh. like, as a person, mm-hmm. Cole Sprouse is more attractive because Leo's a gross dude. Right. No, yeah. that's fair. Thank fair, you. Fair, fair, fair. So, Cole says... Mm. So, Jughead says... <laughs> you said Cole, now I got confused. Sorry. That's okay. So, he says, promise that no matter what, you'll franchise Pops. Because I can't live in peace, I can't die in peace if you don't promise. And you can't lie because you're an angel, and I don't think you're allowed. And so she says, okay, I promise. I forgot Tabitha was an angel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that the people who are going to live are Big Anthony, <laughs> Archie, and Tabitha, I assume. That could be a family. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, okay, I promise, but you have to go on one last big date with me. And he says, sure, but we are trapped in Riverdale and time is really running out. She says, not for me because I'm chronokinetic still. So I only need one minute. So they go to Pops, and she goes and puts them, I guess, in, like, a little time bubble, and then takes them back out afterwards, and takes them through their entire lives together. It's really cute. Listen, I teared up. Yeah. This is so sweet. That's so romantic. That was beautiful. It's giving endgame. Oh, my gosh. She, like, they have kids. They have kids, like, two kids, a girl and a boy, and then we see them as children, and we see them as teens, and then we see Tabitha and Jughead as an old couple- just sitting in pops together. Drinking some milkshakes. It's very it's sweet. It's so cute. And then they go back and they like cry together and kiss and it's beautiful. It's the way that like their relationship is like the most realistic, yeah. organic relationship on oh, the show. I cried. Yeah. I loved it. Beautiful. Yeah. Meanwhile, Archie is at the force field trying to break it with the mace. Sure. Uh, because he's like, I need to marry Betty, so I need to break this force field. Mary shows up, and he's like, Mom, go away. And she's like, um, well, actually, Betty told me everything, because you didn't, and I'm kind of mad that you didn't, to be honest, but she told me about Percival, about your powers, about the comet, about how I'm trapped, too. And I love how Mary was like, I, Mary's not like, oh, I didn't believe her at first, because what does that even mean? Um, she's just, just like, so now I know all these things. I genuinely think it's very funny that she actually did, like, she was like, oh, okay, yeah, all of that, that sounds right. Sure, I mean, Betty wouldn't lie to me. It's Riverdale. So he goes and hugs her, and sorry that she got all caught up in this, and she says it's not his fault. But then he's like, if anyone dies because of me, then I'll hate myself. And so she's like, you can't shoulder all the responsibility. Don't hide from everybody. And then they talk about how Fred loved this town and what would Fred be doing uh, right now if he were in this situation. And Mary says, he probably would be doing the exact same thing that you're doing. Yep. But he knew when to put it all down and just go and be with his family. Exactly. Lovely. He knew when to quit. So Veronica's sitting and looking at the messed up Hiram portrait. (laughs) And she has a flashback to all of her like poison taking powers or whatever. And she has a breakthrough. She sure does. She's like, gasp, and she runs off. So Tabitha is signing the papers for Alexandra. And Alexandra still doesn't know she's going to die. Like I said, is it all any of it going to matter if they all get hit by a comet? Just wondering. So when is this going to start? Tomorrow, you know, when we're all dead. And so everyone's like, oh, okay, Aww. great. She's like, it's weird that you all seem sad. Then she gets a text, or they all get a text from Veronica to meet up, and no one answers <laughs> why they're sad. So Alexandra still doesn't know that she's... She's like, this town's really depressing. I should leave. Also, does anybody (laughs) who's just like a normal person try to go somewhere and is just like, uh, I can't leave? Oh my god, yeah. Like anyone's like, okay, it's time for our camping trip. Uh, boing. That would be so weird. Because everyone, no one's enchanted anymore. Right. (laughs) All right. Um, also Tabitha's phone background is like a little neon milkshake sign. It's really cute. So we see Cheryl working on the knotted rope and I'm like, hey Cheryl, maybe it would be easier if you weren't like wearing gloves. Why is she wearing- Oh, no, but- Yeah, her shirt, her shirt, like, includes gloves. Like, it's like a full- It's probably because the rope hurts. I guess. I'm just like, how do you even get any purchase (laughs) with these gloves They're magic gloves. Anyway. They're magic gloves. Sure. So Heather says, hey, Cheryl, um, I think that after this, I'm gonna go back to Greendale because she believes that Cheryl belongs with Tony. And this is, like, 
beautiful for the Shoney shippers, like, amazing. But like I said, Tony is currently married to Fangs. Yeah. So I still think that now that the slate's been wiped clean, maybe they'll fall in love. Because because they're not married. This was the only way that they could do it where it wouldn't feel gross. Yeah. And then Cheryl gets that text from Veronica. But she and Cheryl, or Heather and Cheryl sort of like cry together about how Heather like opened her heart back up again. And it was like, it's really lovely. And I am firmly on the side of Heather. I think she's great. Yeah. So I'm glad she didn't turn out to be evil like we thought she was going to be. Yes. Yeah. So Archie thanks Betty for sending Mary with him. And she's like, I don't know. She thinks that I have a hero complex. Hmm. That's crazy. Where did he get that from? It's because I think that I'll never live up to my dad. And then Betty says he would be so proud of you because you were such a good person. You were so important to me this year. Archie says sorry for proposing at a bad time. Like it's her choice and it's whenever she wants, which is... We have exactly. such good guy Archie this season. He's, um, he's a king. He's a king among, mm-hmm. among men. So she says, well, that's good because I have been thinking. And then she proposes to him. And it's perfect. That's exactly their yes. dynamic. Oh my gosh. It was beautiful. That's exactly their dynamic. Archie's, I loved it. It's, it's so perfect. It was perfect. I loved it. It was so sweet. And then they both also get the messages from Veronica to meet up. And now for the plot. I have so many complaints. No, here's, <laughs> the, suspend the complaints because it's Riverdale, so it's not going to make sense. I'm so, I'm so, this is just so much. So Veronica says that she might be able to bolster Cheryl's power so that no one has to die. Okay. So Veronica wants to use her gift to absorb everyone else's abilities and then give them to Cheryl. And I'm like, Veronica, you've never done anything like this. This is completely different than any of those other things that you've ever done. But she has the blind belief of a yeah. woman who has failed at multiple businesses but thinks she's good at it. <laughs> right. I I know that it works because they it's it was written. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it, yeah. You know, but like the jumps that she's making, the swings that she's trying to hit. I think it's so funny. Are so wide. And I am just like, I'm I'm just Amazed that it somehow worked. It, it's it's the implication that Veronica is a sponge. Yeah. Yeah. So Betty says what I'm thinking. Okay, but uh, you take up power or like poisons. Our powers aren't poisons. Yeah. And Veronica goes, ah, it's semantics, power, poisons, whatever. I'm like, what? Like you haven't tested any of this. It's the way. How do you know that it's semantics? No, it's so funny. You've never done that before. This is why when I dunk on the writers, this is why. Because they say, hey, we have this really insane plot. But instead of like trying to figure out the intricacies of this plot, we're going to say, and hand wave that right away. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, no, this is the reason why I stayed in Riverdale. And so they're like, okay, how are you going to absorb it? And she's like, I'm going to absorb it through your blood. But we don't get her like researching how to do this. Like she's just making this crap up because she saw it in a movie. I mean, to be fair, that's also how they write this show. Right. <laughs> because, because they saw it in a movie. Because they yeah, saw literally. it in movies. So she's like, just like in It, we're going to cut our palms and hold hands in a circle, and that's how I'm going to get your powers. To, uh, you guys should watch It, by the way. That's a good movie. It's really scary. Yeah. So I will not be watching it, but you guys have fun. Yeah. But so it's like, okay, but first of all, she didn't test any of this. And like, what if someone else ends up with all the powers? Because like, you know, it's like... Ugh, this is so, well, but they, this is ex- so experimental. Listen, it's a latch stitch effort. They yeah. didn't know if it was going to work or not. So Archie says, uh, no, this isn't going to work because I actually can't be cut. And she's like, oh, I brought the dagger of Megiddo. Great. This is the one thing in this scene that actually makes sense because we've established that it works. Okay. Yes. Cheryl says, no, we can't cut my skin because I'm perfect and beautiful. And um, even if it was literally going to save Riverdale, I wouldn't do it. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Eh, listen, I'm trying to save the world here, but I draw the line. And having a little boo-boo. So Veronica says, it's okay, I'm going to kiss it to you. 
How do you know this will work? How do you know that kissing it to her will work? Like, this doesn't make, like, I'm just like, it's crazy. Okay, so. It's Riverdale. So Cheryl says, that's queer baiting. And also, you're going to kill me. And she says, no, it's not queer baiting. It's saving the world. No, it's still queer baiting. Yes, it is queer baiting because this was written and then put in the trailer for the episode. I love when they say, well, it's not queer baiting if we point point it out and then make a joke about it. And I'm like, haha, I see what you did there. Cheryl's like- Still queer baiting though. Cheryl's like, no, no, it's queer baiting because I'm a queer and I feel baited. Yeah. Like, why does it have to be a little kiss? Why couldn't it be that I just drink your blood? Yeah, or something. Like, it wouldn't- there were there are a handful of tiny little things that you could do to make it not queer baiting. Yeah. Don't put it in the trailer. Yes. Make Veronica queer. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Yes. It's so simple. Make so easy. make Sharonica a genuine option for yeah. us. It's still queer baiting. It's literally queer baiting. And of course there's like my analytical mind versus my I'm gay mind because my I'm gay mind went, "Oh, that was a great kiss." It was. Yeah. But you know, my analytical mind is like, you guys are full of crap. Yeah. But I sure did like watch it. (laughs) So she's like, no, no, it won't kill you because your Phoenix power is stronger than my poison power. Sure. That's how that works. Queen, you literally said pretty sure. (laughs) You're not sure? No, she checked their trading cards. You're not sure? (laughs) The scene made me so mad. So, okay. They had the whole season to map this out. Someone got drunk. Figured it out. Put it in this episode. Yeah. So they're like, okay. So they all cut their hands. And I'm like, could could we have cut anything else? Like every time somebody in a show cuts their hand, I'm like, that's going to be so hard to keep clean. It's going to take really hard so to, long uh, to heal. heal. Yeah, but like, vi- visually. I know. It's beautiful visually. But if someone was like, you cut your hand and then we hold hands. I'm like, can we all cut our shoulders and then like touch shoulders? Stop! I'm like, just my shoulder will heal so much faster. Can anyway. someone just be like a little vampire? <laughs> so they cut their hands. Jughead says in the narration that this might make things worse, but they don't know. They're just grasping for straws here, I guess. So Veronica, somehow it works, and she takes their powers, and so she takes Tabitha's time traveling, but not her angel powers, I think. Okay. As far as I can tell. Then Veronica kisses Cheryl, and they both seem, like, really pumped about it. Like, it was kind of- I swear to God, Madeline has, like, a big (laughs) go-kart- Uh-huh. Of all the women on this show. Yeah. And so who would she have left now? Tabitha and Alice? Alice. She's gotten the other three. Where's Hermione? I mean, I guess Hermione's not on the show anymore, huh? Oh, yeah. And Mary. And Mary. But that, that Mary's no. not around enough. Machen's at least hit half. Or Machen. Madeline's he hit at least half. Yeah, and she's also kissed KJ. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, this this is a television show that we watch. Yeah. Yep. So then Veronica like walks away and Cheryl clearly like went through something there. So now Cheryl has all their powers and to make sure Veronica will shoot her with a gun to make sure that she has Archie's powers. And she sees an aura around Veronica and Betty can't. So Cheryl officially has Betty's power and she can hear thoughts. So she has Jughead's power. Yes. So I guess we're good there. Yes. This somehow freaking worked. It, it, it's it's it's. It's a little CW show. Yeah. And uh, Tabitha's, uh, every, you know, she's hearing everybody's thoughts and Tabitha says, I should have stayed in Chicago. <laughs> which was I amazing. I love Tabitha so much. I love Tabitha. So then Cheryl's like, okay, well, glad it worked. Cheryl makes a portal and leaves. Yep. She's like, I immediately know how to use all of these powers. So I guess see you guys later. Yeah. So now they're all going to sing a song. Oh God, guys. Because if it wasn't enough, it's the end of the world and they have to sing. They have to sing a song called End of the World. Honestly? I have seen so many worse 
performances on this show. I didn't mind this one at all. Thought it was actually pretty good. It was perfectly all right. Yeah. So we have Tony and Fangs in the bunker with Anthony and they're like singing to him because he's scared. And like I said, is he an adult or what? Because they're acting like he's still kind of little inside Um. his little brain. So we have Tabitha singing and they're eating pops at their apartment with Jughead and Pop. Uh, Betty and Archie singing in bed after doing stuff, it looks like. Doing, doing, doing stuff. Classic them. Like, I love how Tabitha and Jughead were like, our last night is spent watching the Titanic. And Betty and Archie were like, we know what our last, what our last hour is. <laughs> they know what they're doing. about. They're horny. So, and then we see Veronica singing, watching the comet out the window at her apartment with Reggie. And they hold hands. It's very cute. Kevin is singing and he's with Moose. And then later we see him with Tom as well. Uh, Cheryl in front of Pops singing and she's in the Scarlet Witch red coat and oh, guys, starts I, levitating like Scarlet they, Witch. They're gonna get their butts yeah. sued by Disney, I swear. And, you know, it periodically cuts to Tony singing too, so it reminds you that they're soulmates. Yeah, this is re- it's really blatant the way they cut back and forth. Yeah. Like, they're very much saying, yeah, we're doing Shoney again. Yeah. I like, I really like, I really like the song. Too, yeah. Honestly. We also see Heather singing. Um, Cheryl starts doing a chant to melt the comet. And honestly, Max puts her whole ass in it. She really she does. Really, she's like, hey, I am a, a professional actor. This is the script that I was given and I'm going to do it. I'm going to so, I'm gonna do my best with it. I respect that. We see Nana, Britta, and Heather like just finishing the rope. And like I said, y'all could have like escaped if you just got a little bit more help with that <laughs> rope, but okay. Cheryl flies into the air and we see the light engulf everyone. We have that moment from the trailer of Polly, like, covering the twins' eyes with the Cooper and the and the Andrews people behind yes. her. It was a very, very cool uh, shot. And I it works, I guess. Yeah. It is very much a direct Scarlet Witch knockoff. Yeah. Um, it does feel like they kind of just, like, watched Avengers and they were like, let's do this. Yeah. But it, it worked and it was kind of cute and yeah. it was cheesy and it was goofy and it was Riverdale. Yeah. And yeah. So now, plot twist for season seven. Oh boy. Good morning. Good morning. We see a fishbowl, a baseball glove, some comics, and a Riverdale high flag. And Jughead says in the narration that Cheryl did it. She saved us. We see Archie waking up with his old ass alarm clock and his old ass radio. And turns out that Riverdale survived, but they were blasted back in time to the 50s. Okay. Not a joke, just a fact. I kind of love it. I'm going to reserve my judgment. Because Ross said that was something that they that was going to be like inevitable, you know, something that, that of course they have to do. And so I just think it's amazing that they literally were like, look at this gritty reboot of the Archie comics. And then for the last season, they were like, no, it's not gritty anymore. It's green. It's just the Archie comics. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do. I, I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do. I am concerned with um, the politics. Mm. because they are going back to the 1950s i i be and because they've done the 1950s before and they haven't shied away from like how the world was then i'm gonna be really sad if the minority characters spend a lot of the time of the season suffering i'm really hoping that they don't do that and that it's going to be sort of like a it's riverdale thing where it's like hey um excuse me what about racism and they're just like it's riverdale and it's just erased you know yeah, i'm i'm really hoping that as well but because I, the archie comics like the actual comics they didn't like i mean they probably did sometimes but like I for think, like special i i suspect things, that but. yeah i i think i'm i'm worried f- 
the characters I'm worried most for are definitely Tabitha and then all of the queer characters. Mm-hmm. Because I think in order to do Shoni, there's probably going to be a lot of, oh, you can't be gay in the 1950s. And it's yeah. going to be really hard for queer viewers to watch that. Mm. So I'm really hoping that they don't do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have to wait and, wait and see. And see I'm, but... I mean, that trailer, when we get the first trailer for season seven, that's going to be crazy. Sam had a really cool idea, which is that she was hoping that they would actually kind of bounce through different decades, Mm -hmm. which I would watch 100%. Yeah. Like, they don't show us, like, they don't tell us why, but, like, one day, it's just the 70s. Yeah. I hope that if they do this, it's only, like, half the season, though. Yeah, I don't want to watch that for the whole season. I really want them to be able to, like, round it out and get an actual conclusion with our friends. You know, yeah. I, I want to see Betty and Archie's wedding. You know, I want to see what Tabitha and Jughead, like, I want to see Tabitha and Jughead ha- have their kids. And, you know, I want to be able to get that final conclusion with our, the people that we actually know. Yeah. But this is definitely very cool. And I agree that it was kind of inevitable that they were eventually going to do this. Yeah. So I'll have to, I'm going to reserve my judgment mm-hmm. to see what happens. So Archie looks out his window and he sees Betty crying in her room and Alice comforting her and everything. Jughead says in the narration that they had to go back to a simpler time before Jason's murder, before the Black Hood, before the Gargoyle King. Just uh, when there was racism and homophobia. Right. A simpler time, a more innocent time, you know, with the KKK. (laughs) Exactly! uh, Yeah. So we see Mary crying over the newspaper and she says, oh, he died. He was so young. And she's talking about James Dean. I thought it was Elvis. Uh, and then I was like, oh, oops, Elvis died in the 70s. But oh, right. to be fair to myself, I didn't know what time it was, <laughs> what timeline it was yet. I don't oh, think. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Wait, maybe I have. Maybe I did. Maybe I'm dumb. Anyway, I thought it was Elvis. So they're back in 1955. All of us had been taken back and we're all teens again. Yeah, these, these grown people like to play teenagers again. Like Cole just turned 30. Oh, boy. I don't know about the teens again thing. But apparently Jughead's the only one who knows about it. Yeah, I think because Jughead can jump dimensions and stuff, he's the only one who knows that something is wrong. Everyone else thinks that life is normal in the 1950s. Yeah, just the thing is that I've already seen Jughead be the only one who knows stuff. Yes. So let's do something else. Okay, so do you want to hear the Tumblr post I found yesterday that perfectly summed up this finale? Yes. This is from Agent Drake on Tumblr. Okay, at Agent Drake. Agent Dash Drake. Obsessed. Television's hottest show is Riverdale. This season finale has everything. Gay divorce. Molly Ringwald. Lesbian ghost sex. Time travel dates. Lesbian kissing. Marriage proposals. A comet about to destroy the world. It references. Reverting back to the 1950s. Forcing the obviously adult actors to play teenagers again. And of course, the instantly iconic line, it's not queer baiting, it's saving the world. <laughs> it's perfect summation. Literally. It makes sense to me though, because Riverdale has always been unstuck in time. You know, they always use like all those old timey things. And for the longest time, they didn't tell us what year it was. Yeah. You know, so like, hey, it just makes sense to me. Sure. I would like to say that I called this in season three. Tell me. I remember when we were talking about the, on the Midnight Club episode. Uh I'm pretty sure if you go back and listen to that one, I say how cool it would be if they were trapped in a time bubble. (gasps) That's right. Yeah. I mean, we, like. Wait, that's right. You did say that. Yeah. And they have been. Thanks to Tabitha several times now. But yeah, yeah. I know, I know one of you's listening to this podcast. (laughs) 
Because all you always disrespect me when you do Lady Gaga. And I know it's because I dunk on the writers. But here is our um, thoughts from listeners that we got um, from Sapphic Serpent Queen on Tumblr about oh this Oh my episode. god, love that username. Firstly, as a Jap of the shipper, I sobbed my heart out through both their watching Titanic together and little montage of them growing old together and having kids. That literally broke me, and I actually don't think I'll ever be okay again. I understand. Jabatha are so important to me, and watching them navigate their relationship has done so much for my life, it's actually crazy, which is lovely. Because it's a really healthy relationship, and I'm so glad you attached that relationship. Yeah. And, okay, so I think this person agrees with you a little bit here, uh, Brittany. Secondly, WTF is Roberto even doing with the 50s thing? Literally all of the cast are 25 plus, and they look like adults, so fair. God knows they can't pull off teens anymore. That's not to say they're not looking great. It's just to say that adults are adults. Also, I literally hate amnesia plot lines, so this is just going to be torture. I swear to God, if it lasts all through the season, I'll leave this show with a bitter taste in my mouth. Sad face. Oh, and also Tabitha may not be in the first couple episodes, which means an automatic flop for me. You and me should be friends because yeah. we have all the same opinions. I'm sorry for being so negative, but I actually have no idea how this could be a good viewing experience. I was able to cope with Riverdale crazy to a point, but I think it may or may not have crossed a line that I'm not sure I'll get over, though I'll certainly keep watching no matter what. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk, and thank you for your podcast. I listen to it while doing math homework, and it makes it a whole lot more bearable. Math homework sucks. I'm so glad we can help with that. Mm -hmm. I hated math. I've failed it multiple times. Yeah. I and Now I do this. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with every single point of yours. I'm, I'm very concerned. I'm going to wait to see what happens because like, yeah, at the end of the day, and my approach to media has changed a lot over the years. It's I know that it's not mine. So I can't change the way it is. Mm -hmm. I can just change the way I engage with it. So I'm not going to get my expectations high. And I'm going to watch it knowing that I'm never going to get what I want, but that I can hope. Yeah, you know, yeah. And there's not much. you know, it's like, I'm excited to see what's next. But I just don't know. They haven't even started filming yet and if they have they like just started so we shall we shall see which means the whole gang's in town yep in our town yep yeah. I, that's why that okay so that's what i was saying before is that like maybe hi, this is how hiram comes back yeah you know i think that's like even though right. he was dead i'm like are dead people still dead in the because he said before suspect, jason's murder i suspect yes because fred yeah Right. So, but I'm just like, will Hal be there? Will the whole Cooper family be there? Like, I, I just have a lot of questions and I'm excited to see what's next. I'm just now realizing that because Riverdale's going to start shooting again soon, just really weird pictures of KJ are going to start coming out again. Yeah. He does such weird stuff around Vancouver, guys. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. Yeah. All right. So now it's time for segments. Uh, My first segment is which character needs a hug the most? I'm going to give it to Cheryl. Okay. Is there anybody else who I um, I was gonna go with, um, baby Anthony slash adult Anthony. I gave it to Life him last episode. Life seems really episode. hard for him. Yeah, I did give it to him last episode, though. Fair so enough, I'm gonna fair give enough. it to Cheryl this time. Alright, okay. She got broken up with. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl did get dumped. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. And my segment is which MILF was the most badass. I'm gonna give it to Mary because she's here. Yeah. Because she knew, um, that her relationship was not right for her, and she accepted her son having superpowers and dying like a champ. But what we can do is we can not- uh, not posthumously, but like post, what's the word? We can go back and now. Pre not preemptively. Someone post, is yelled. Postemptively. That's not it. Go and give Tabitha all the times you wanted to give her, which will <gasps> be the most bad. Because we now know that she was a mom. Yeah. There you go. I, I I really need to change my segment to what awesome thing did Tabitha do yeah. this episode? I love her. And what is Sam shipping the most? She told me, but I'm wondering if you want to just do your what own. Do you want to do your shipping the most, shipping baby, the most yourself? Um, all of it. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're shipping all of it. Yeah, I, um, Cheryl and Tony, obviously, since they're soulmates, apparently. Yeah. Tony, t- Shoney Tees. You love to see it. And then also, uh, the Barchi stuff was really cute, and the Jughead and Tabitha stuff made me cry. <laughs> that little scene at the, at Pops was good. Thank you. I also, uh, I want to shout out Blanche, who suggested in the Discord server that we, we want FP to come back, of course, obviously, because, uh, that was, that was our shit. Well, yeah. someone um, needs to. But, someone needs to raise now teen Jughead. Yes, of course. But and then uh, Blanche also pointed out that Gladys could also come back and kiss Alice <gasps> and raise Jughead. And um, I'm not opposed to that either. I would watch that because then she gets to be like the the punk. Yeah, yeah. I'm just so excited to see who's gonna be there because I love I love a flashback and I know this isn't a flashback but it kind of feels like one so I'm excited about it every time we talk about this I'm like oh my god there's so many freaking gay people on the show yeah. I'm worried for all of them Mary too yeah unless they forget she's gay they won't forget but I think she might probably hide they'll, it they'll probably hide that right yeah. down is chick dead or what it truly doesn't matter at this point um is Hiram dead <laughs> I still don't think so <laughs> And now it's time for our best line award. So many good options this episode, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, but I'm going to give mine to Veronica for... Great. So that's it then. We're all going to die. I'm so happy I moved here sophomore year. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was a good one. And mine goes to Tabitha for... I should have stayed in Chicago. She's right. You know what, bestie? Yeah. But then we wouldn't have her, and I love her so much. It's true. So I'm glad that she's here. We can't do a trailer thoughts due to this episode being the last episode in the season. It's a finale, baby! Um, if you guys aren't tuned in to us on social media, you might not know this. Um, of which I understand. I am in particular. I'm very annoying. Yes. Uh, what? Well, <laughs> uh, I got her, I got her, I got her, I got her! Anyway, uh, I am, uh, moving unfortunately. Um, and so the final season is going to uh, still be uh, the Bird and Binny show. Of course. But we will be uh, recording separately. Um, and uh, so we will have two tracks and be a province apart, but physically apart, but our hearts forever together. So true. So true. We have matching tattoos. You can't get rid of me. We're also like from the same place. Mm-hmm. Like we grew from the same Alberta soil. Yeah. So we are forever connected. Yes. Yep. Uh, so... Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Charm on All My Good News Tunes. And thanks so much to Sam for hanging out in the background and Emily for hanging out in her room. They are true chats. And thanks to my dog for being chill the whole time. Yeah, he slept the whole time. Really which appreciate Which means that. he's going to be nuts after this. Yes. Yep. If you would be so kind, please leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to because it um, gives us clout in the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> If you're a fan of The 100, we talk about that show too. We are just about done season three here. Uh, We did seasons four to seven as they were airing and uh, we're going backwards with the stuff that we haven't covered yet. Don't worry, I'm not there because that's just too mean. Yeah. Too mean. But me and Sam will be there. Yes. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show too. I am currently in my Stranger Things era, so I'm really excited to do season four. We have covered seasons one to three and we have little little thoughts for season four that we've put out so far. Yes. And uh, our season four thoughts uh, long form will start coming out next year. Uh, if you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too. We are done season three. Took us two years, but we're done it. That's crazy. Which is exciting. Um, and we are going to start uh, season four in 2023. Uh, it's our longest podcast, most big brain podcast. We have uh, guests over there and a spoiler section. So if you want to watch along uh, for the first time, uh, I would be absolutely honored. That would mean so much to me. If you got, Hey, it's a Riverdale hiatus. What do you have to do but watch more TV? Um, yeah. Watch Lost. Thanks. You can follow the Autos on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. Robin makes gifts of her favorite line awards on Tumblr, and they're super cute, and you should reblog them if you're still on Tumblr, because 
Apparently we're back in the Tumblr girly era, according mm-hmm. to TikTok. I've been hanging out on there recently. Me too, because um, you can be, you can very safely and anonymously be a friggin' weirdo over there. Yeah, yeah. No one cares. Like I said earlier, our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados. Um, if you like what we do here, please consider donating. It is expensive to uh, to make this. It's free for you to listen to, but it's not free to make. And so we'd really appreciate your help. If you can't help us out on Patreon, check out our small businesses in the description. Um, and if you uh, can't do that either, no worries. Just recommend us to a friend. It really does help and it's free. Yeah. Yeah. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Appertania, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. The next thing that you'll see on this feed, it will likely be a season seven trailer at some point. Who knows when that will be? Uh, but yeah, check out some of our other podcasts during the hiatus. We will be over there. We uh, will not be just in stasis until Riverdale comes back on. We are still people so we, we have lives outside of riverdale i know what watch stranger things it is like if riverdale was good were a serious show mm-hmm. riverdale's not a serious show no what no. yeah if you haven't seen stranger things definitely do and check out our podcast for stranger things for sure are you guys telling me this isn't a prestige drama <laughs> no sorry yeah, it's, it's no- up for like 12 emmys and yeah <laughs> i thought it was on a network that was worth more than a dollar <laughs> who knows <laughs> All right, so until season seven starts. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.